0: This time on Chew Diligence, Brandon Simpson, chef and owner of Jazzy Bee's Diner in Lee Summit.
1: Jazzy Bee's is not a Cajun, it's not uh, a barbecue joint, it is an atmosphere. So um, in the meantime, you're going to end up eating some good food and, and fill up your belly and be happy. So that's the way that goes.
0: From the pandemic to protests against racial injustice, the new customers finding his food.
1: I've had a lot of customers coming in because of everything that's going on because they want to support black businesses. Um, which is which is wonderful. Um, and the conversations that end up coming from that are even better. it's It's great time, I believe, for conversations and opening people's eyes to things that's going on.
2: Welcome, Brandon Simpson of Jazzy Bees. We are really happy to have you on the Chew Diligence podcast today. And I guess to back it up, Lindsay was asking me how I met you and kind of goes back to a parking lot. It does. Maybe uh, at the Kansas City Star for the Food Truck Friday events, which I think was pretty close to about the time you were starting your food truck. Am I no, okay.
1: I'd already been around for a couple of years.
2: Oh, had you? Okay.
1: Yeah, I'd already been around for a couple of years, um, but what that was doing at the time, we didn't have um, a lot of places to go because Twenty First and dot was starting to boom go down, um, and we really didn't have a lot of places to go in Kansas City. So um, when you started doing that, that opened up just another avenue and, and kind of helped us all out a little bit. So
2: that yeah. was a really fun opportunity. <laughs> Somebody early on said to me, you know, we really need a parking lot. And I thought, Hey, I know of a parking lot. So yeah. uh, that yeah. just kind of, it, it rolled on itself and it became a really, a really great place to meet people, I think, and <laughs> sort of, you know, learn the food truck scene. So tell us a little bit about what, <laughs> how did you, how did you end up doing a food truck?
1: So, how Jazzy Bees became Jazzy Bees. Um, I was in piano sales and- uh, Mm
0: -hmm. Piano sales.
1: Yes, I can sell you a piano. I can't play one, but I can sell you one, girl. (laughs) Uh, Yamaha was the key that I did. And, um, but so I I was doing that. I was the outside sales rep for um, Dan with the tune shop. So, tune shop had three locations here, um, had opened up one in Dallas and one in Omaha. So, I was an outside sales rep. So, I traveled the um, 71 corridor, if you will, uh, in piano sales, did all their outside sales. Um, well, the economy was going down at that time. And so, with that, I got laid off and he was really shutting them all down. So I had to figure out what I was gonna do. Uh, Before that, I was in construction sales. So the construction sales, it was all good, it was cool. Um, But I learned how to communicate and how to build relationships through those two different um, deals. Before that, I had been cooking. I went to school, boom, for uh, food and restaurant management. That was just the boom
0: you heard was him showing us his uh Northwest Missouri State mascot and his football jersey up on the wall. Is that a number 99?
1: Yep, 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 that's it. That's it. So uh we we won two national championships, the first two out of the six. So, you know, we're yeah, I'm not bragging or anything. I'm just kind of inf- informative learning for everybody. That's just how that goes. Um
0: What position did you play?
1: Defensive end. It was defensive end, so yeah, yeah. But that was many moons ago, Um, and uh, so after getting laid off, we decided to just kind of, I said I need to do something and start my own thing, and I couldn't open up a restaurant necessarily, uh, but um, because everything that I was doing wasn't normal. So I was, I did barbecue, but I also have a line of a lot of different things. And so, um, food truck was the best way to test market my products.
0: Before you started the food truck, were you just, you barbecued on your own? Did you grow up doing that with family or you just had a knack for it?
1: Just kind of fell into it. Yeah, knack for it, you know? So, um, it's one of those things that people always tell you, like, they come over for a nice little cookout like man this is good this is the best thing I've ever had and so your head just starts getting "Uh, uh, you ought to sell this your sauce and and you ought to do this and so yeah that's what I did
2: (laughs) you let it go to your head huh
1: I did I did (laughs) You know what i mean so this is the one time that it kind of kind of worked out for me it wasn't like uh sitting at a frat party and everybody saying do this but it, this one worked out for me so um we just kicked off and you know food trucks really weren't that big at the time you know so i really had no clue what i was doing there was no instruction on the manual you go to kansas city Health department thinking i thought i was cool i couldn't go to lee summit i couldn't go here and there so there's a lot of things that you know i learned on the road on the fly um and so it was fun um not i didn't realize i would enjoy food trucking as much as i did like there's a certain aspect to trucking versus being in a restaurant which is just i don't know um it's 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 invigorating because you you get new people all the time, and you get to see the reaction from everyone, and you get to um, really have a moment in a lot of cases. No matter how quick the line is moving, um, and for me, I got to see some of the same people over and over again. Once they became a foodie, you you I mean, they would follow the truck, and so. You learn that pretty quick and you're just like, oh, yeah, man. All right. Kind of like it. So um, it's one of those things. Uh, you guys can hear me, okay? Right.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, tell us about those sweet voices we hear. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> they're they're uh, down there having a blast. I can't even tell you what they're talking about right now. <laughs> but all you hear is. <laughs> well,
2: who, well, who is it? Is it your your kiddos or. No customers, customers, yeah,
0: because you guys are open right now. Let's yeah. talk about what it's been like. You know, how long did you stay closed? When did you open, and what's different?
1: Um, so I didn't close, I didn't close. Um, the beauty of what I've had going on was that, um, so we're already set up so when i open when i have the restaurant i have the restaurant set up to where it's kind of like a food truck it's fast service it is sometimes not this sunday but whatever that's a different thing it's father's day it was crazy in here but it's open kitchen it is one of those things that um you 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 kind of uh Um one of those things that you can't sorry my bad <laughs> um, I was short staff I mean when I say short staff we were just I don't have a lot of employees so there's no wait staff there's there's not a lot else that I had to swallow up um, we were already set up for online ordering most of my business because I'm out here on the island is takeout um, I have I mean the, the biggest thing was my lunch crowds went down so because I get a lot of people coming in eating lunch well I didn't I couldn't have that so um but everything else was just fine and my guys handled it um I had a couple of new high school graduates so I brought them on and then my other guys that have been here they're like all right either we're not gonna have hours or we are and I was like no you guys got out we're 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 going with this. So um, it, it, it was really, really surprising to see how Lee Summit really supported us as well. So there's there's uh there's a thing I was talking with one lady and it was it was a, a Jazzy Nation. So there is kind of a real thing now because there's you know Us being out here on an island, it took some years, four years now we've been here, some years to get the following. But um, with this whole COVID thing, it kind of really let me know that um, the support is is here. So a lot of regulars and just people coming through on a consistent basis, making sure that we stayed open. Um, So the support, I loved it. It was great, Um, but we never had to shut down. Um, So, sorry for a lot of the other um, restaurants that have been around for a while, but you know, food truck and staying, staying local and staying um, the way the way that goes. It's 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 great. Um,
2: Brandon, are most of your customers from um, right around Lee Summit? Because you're on Colburn Road, right? Yes. yeah,
1: 1803 Northeast Colburn Road.
2: But so you're kind of on the outskirts a little bit. You're not even in downtown proper, right? At so, like, where where are most of your customers coming from? Are they really close, or are they traveling a little bit?
1: Surprisingly, oh, I would say it's probably 60-40. So I have I still have a lot of customers that travel just to come out. So um, doing the whole COVID thing. A lot of it was was within the fifteen mile radius, right? so um, so you would have some from downtown or from Wesley Summit, if you want to call that South Wesley Summit. Um, the rest were from Blue Springs, Raytown. I had a lot of people from Raytown um, uh, in Kansas City made the trip out here. So it's during this uh, my. During the week nights, it was my local. Um, weekends, I got everybody, so which was awesome to me.
2: Did you feel like you were getting new customers, or were these just people who were really wanting to support you during COVID?
1: A lot of new customers, I would say. Oh. On a, and, which was which was the craziest part to me, but I and I get it because everybody wanted to go support small businesses everybody you know it's right there in the beginning there was a big push for it and so we're going to go local and we're going to go local so you i had people driving from talking i had people driving from leavenworth and from way up north um because they heard about this guy called jazzy bees and they wanted to support and so they would come out some would come at least once a week um so that kind of opens your eyes and you're kind of like oh wow all right um But the one thing that I always teach my guys is, you know, no matter where people are coming from, um, the way to keep them as regulars is always be us. And that first impression is real. And you'll have a you'll start building that jazz nation or you'll start building that that customer, that that, um, relationship. As long as you give them everything every time. So on and so forth. Obviously, the food is good. That's one thing you gotta have. That, but most of it's experience. You know what I mean? So that
0: sounds like your sales background too. Like the authenticity is part of that, right? Authenticity is everything.
1: It is. It is. It, it, it's. It's a huge part. Um, if you go and you ask anybody about what when they come to Jazzy Bees, it's always now. It's always about the experience. So it's. It's always we make them laugh. We make. We. We have fun. Squirt people with a fake ketchup bottle. It doesn't even matter. It's the conversations that we end up having, you know. Um, so, uh, and, yeah, that's, that's just what we do. That's just, that's that's what I, 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 I preach. I coach here and to make sure that everybody feels comfortable, you know what I mean?
0: I have to imagine it was, it might have been intimidating in Kansas City to start a barbecue place. Like, did, was that a thought or you are like, no, I'm going to be great. It's not going to be a problem.
1: So it it was a thought because like I never grew up like around it and in it. So it was a thought that I don't know if I can hang with the with the big boys. Um but uh it was a thing that um, oh it was a song who was it? I think I think it was Tech Nine, all right. So and he was he was like, I'm not going to I wasn't trying to be a barbecue joint. So for the longest I I don't call me barbecue just call me Jazzy Beach you know what I mean because I'm gonna make the industry conform to me I'm not completely a barbecue team yeah I'm good at smoked meat but you know all my burgers so I got people following me for my specialty burgers for all my seafood dishes Um, I still had people mad that I didn't do my 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 tenderloin special for Father's Day this year so like I'm always constantly evolving and playing. I'm evolving as a chef and a cook. And I used to hate when people called me a chef because I never went to culinary school, but I, at some point in time, I have to own it because of the creativity of things that I end up coming up with. But, um, you know, it's one of those things you you, you constantly evolve and I'm, I'm gonna make everybody conform. Jazzy B's is not a Cajun, it's not, Uh, A barbecue joint it is an atmosphere so um, in the meantime you're gonna end up eating some good food and and fill up your belly and be happy so that's the way that goes so as far as the menu goes um, I just got finished eating some burn-ins because I hadn't had any in a while and I mean I like to say that I have some of the best and at the same time they've been growing It getting better over the years. So um, now I'm there, I think so. But uh, outside of that, my smoked fried chicken wings. Uh, Today's Taco Tuesday. So you can get my my, my famous brisket tacos and they kind of are the famous ones because that's kind of how Jazzy B's really started elevating to a new level. Everybody was like, these brisket tacos are great. That and the crab cakes, but so today, Taco Tuesday is brisket. You can get brisket tacos, shrimp tacos, fish tacos, pulled pork tacos.
0: I'm getting hungry. Yeah, seriously.
2: <laughs> I can smell the smoke
0: all of a sudden,
2: you know? Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Playing with your food and keeping all oh, the crab cakes, crab balls, they're a hit. I mean, online, that's all everybody talks about, but that was one of the things. I mean really it's the wasabi aioli to me is what really gets everybody with that Um, outside of you know a barbecue joint having crab cakes on a menu and actually being good so um, that is one of those things that they're like oh okay. but just having fun with food. I think in a lot of cases, especially in corporate restaurants. So I did work at a couple of corporate restaurants and that that's what kind of got me turned off and I couldn't do that type of deal. Um, because food is fun. Um, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to, when you get together with people and you eat, that's why you go out to eat to have a good time. But food is also part of that experience while you're doing so. So, um, that's partly why I, not I don't change up my menu, but I add little things here and there and um, keep everybody interested and keep them going.
2: And I noticed recently, uh, maybe this is new. I think we talked about this last time I was in sauces. You got? Are you bottling your own?
1: I, I am. That's kind of low key because I haven't. They don't have the the nutritional facts on them, but everybody's been, they're like, the, I need your sauce. I need, um, so my spicy, which is the blueberry curry, spicy blueberry curry, mm. and which is just- Oh
2: my goodness. It's yum.
1: <laughs> it, it's pretty good. Like there isn't, so when I say it's got scorpion peppers, Trinidad, Trinidad scorpion, ghost peppers, and habaneros in it by naming those you'd be like it's too spicy for me but you have to know what you're doing but each one of those peppers also have their own unique flavor especially after you smoke them. um but it's not so spicy that you can't eat it or it's going to hurt you afterwards it's just good um, yeah but it took me like six years to get that and that was like seven eight different sauces that i ended up putting together and now I can't get rid of it. So, yeah, I have some other ones. So I made up eggnog, uh, cr- or cranberry eggnog barbecue sauce. Yeah, it just yeah, and
2: it was it I was. It would work. I mean, it does sound like it would work, but you're saying no?
1: No, it does. Oh, it's oh, it good.
2: Does. Okay. Oh yeah,
1: it is so good. Um, so I think. Oh shoot, yeah, it's good. Yeah so
2: you bring a really super creative side to barbecue that I think um sometimes traditional barbecue is a little bit hesitant to draw outside of those lines you know and
1: mm-hmm.
2: really go down you go down some rabbit holes here <laughs>
1: I do I think the latest one has been um then fused cocktail drinks because, you know, I put a post out there with like my peaches and my watermelon on the smoker with everything else. And everybody's like, dude, am I supposed to be putting watermelon in with my meat to make it taste sweeter? What What are you doing? What are you doing? So it was a big thing online. And um, most, of the, all of those are just for all my cocktail drinks. Um, so, it, you know, like there's a smoked watermelon tequila punch. There's a smoked peach, apple, rum. I did smoked mojitos, uh, bacon, blueberry, bourbon, and Pineapple Express, which is the smoked pineapple infused vodka.
2: Oh man. Sounds amazing.
1: All of them, I mean, like if you've ever, if you really like stoli dolies, you take a Stoli-Doli and smoke it that's, that's all of them have. And none of them are like real pungent, but they're good drinks. So um, yeah, you got to play with stuff, man. It's, nothing is ever just, food's not just streamlined. Um, a lot of times I tell people there's, the staples of, of proteins are beef, chicken, um, pork, and so but when you go across the world or or just in different pockets of the united states they're all done differently and there's different flavors there's different outcomes with how they taste and and how they make people feel so that's what i try and incorporate with each one of my dishes um it's somewhere from a different region different part of lifestyle and put it all in barbecue because we're in kansas city
2: we're in Kansas city. Yeah, <laughs> you got to You got to do something there with the smoke. I mean, it's an ingredient that.
1: Yeah. yeah
2: it is what we, what we eat. Um, so on the cocktails, are you doing those to go or is that okay? So is that kind of a COVID related extension?
1: Yep. It is. It is. Um, and now yay. They got that whole thing got extended to the end of the year um but at the same time so now right now we've been working on trying to figure out how to do it for like in-house just drinks for sit down somebody wants a drink um been doing it that way but yeah we've been bottling them up and uh i got these little jugs
2: oh i saw those back there i wondered what they were
1: yeah 32 ounce jugs Uh, of Jazzy Juice. Well, I'm not supposed to say Jazzy Juice, but like (laughs) my Jazzy Punches and my cocktails and whatnot. So um, they've been going well. And um, I think people are liking them because they've been been going, flying off the shelf.
0: Where does the Jazzy come in, by the way?
1: So there's a lot of different things with that. Um, The best one is Jazzy is my alter ego. So there's Clark Kent and there's Superman, right? And Brandon Simpson is the Clark Kent. That's just, you know, just your normal cat. That's just, you'll see out on the street having fun. Jazzy is when I get in the kitchen and I start creating all this other stuff, uh, all the different foods and, and and menu items, that's Jazzy, that's, that's my alter ego. Um, but also, I jazz up barbecue, um, and then the BS part is no BS because that's Brandon Simpson. So uh, that's—I mean, it, there's there's a lot of different reasons. It all came though when I was at school, um, and for my exit like project, um, we had to create a restaurant. And um, back then, a lot of people called me Jazzy, and they. Like, I had a lot of nicknames, some good, some bad. That was one of the good ones. And so um, I created, actually, Jazzy Bees. And it was going to be an 18th and Vine. Um, and so it was with a whole lot of money. It was going to be pumped into 18th and Vine at the time. So we're talking 2000 or whatever. Um, but I, I just didn't make that happen. I didn't. I didn't follow through with it. Uh, because I didn't see that the money was going, and it wasn't gonna be a good deal, so I'm glad I didn't um, but that's where the name came from in
2: sense. Yeah. What take. eventually brought you out to Lee's summit. I'm curious because that's it's an interesting place to be as a barbecue destination and i and I do think that you know you're a destination for half your customers,
1: I. am. Um, so on, on the destination part, first, the reason I wanted somewhere that wasn't in the mix of everything is to be a destination because, um, to help build your SEOs, to help build the talk, you have to be on an Island. Um, so when people Google, when people are looking, I can't find you all the different things that helps, um, you get to the top of of any search engine so that is partly why i wanted to be on an island the other part is i didn't want to get confused i I wanted to build a relationship so when you're when most restaurants are in the mix of everything yes they may be busier than i am and on a consistent basis but that's because somebody's driving hey i'm hungry let's go in here not hey i want jazzy bees i want this so i know most of the time when somebody walks through the door that they're coming for this food they're not coming because they just drove by and you have an advantage in keeping them as a customer in that aspect um so i'm all about retention if you haven't noticed that that's there's a theme there (laughs) relationships is where it's at um (laughs) And so uh, that's that's why the other the other reason there really wasn't any other barbecue places out here in Lee Summit. Um, you 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 had Jack Stack just now getting out here. Smoke had been here for a while. Um, outside of that, well, yeah, that was it. I, I'm not going to do a lot of name dropping and all that good stuff, but like. There was only a few. So to be able to stand out, if you have a product, if you have the service, you have to be, you know, on Rebus Island in a sense. And so it's my one football term that I'm gonna use. I try not to do a whole lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> but that is, that's that's one of the reasons. And then I live out here, my kids go to school out here. So um, I don't know how many people are gonna see this, but like, that's another marketing tool. Um, If you're in the area and they see you out at the kids games and everything else, you become part of the community. And versus if I would have gone up north, nobody, the only time they're gonna see me is when I'm at work. Mm -hmm. Um, Now they see me here and there, and then the kids are like, oh, I go to school with such and such, or hey, coach, hey, this and that, and um, that helps
0: easier to develop those real relationships
1: yeah 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 so that's kind of my thing
2: (laughs) a good thing it's a good thing um besides covid we've been dealing with a lot of protests and talk a little bit about being a black owned business and has it made any difference that there have been a lot of calls right now to support black businesses
1: so yes so i've had i've had a lot of customers coming in because of everything that's going on because they want to support black businesses um which is which is wonderful um and the conversations that end up coming from that are even better again open kitchen so that's part of what we do it's kind of a I got a buddy of mine who literally he brought in a barber's chair that sits over in a corner now like last week so barbershop talk <laughs> it's kind of what happens from time to time and so that, that it's good conversations open what's going on um, how it's helped me how it's affected me it's helped me tremendous because I get a lot more African-American customers. Now, um, I also, the other day I had somebody come in from Springfield. Um, he was up here for something else, but he wanted to find a black owned business and, and it was a white gentleman, black owned business. And he sat here for probably about 45 minutes just talking because he wanted to understand, um, I really still to this day don't understand why he wanted to come talk to me about it, but whatever the case may be, Um, it was a 45 minute conversation and then he ate his food. So, um, I think that is the biggest bonus coming out of everything right now, whether it's a protest or, or things happening, um, as a black man growing up here in Kansas city, um, everything that's going on is nothing new to me. Um, So I've lived it, um, even I went to high school at Grandview. Before that, I was at Pembroke Hill. So you're talking about two completely economic lifestyles. Um, Obviously, Pembroke Hill was really not me at the time. It was scholarships and everything else, and that's why I ended up going to Grandview. But it's one of those things, being able to be a part of that. And understand the different levels of racism it's completely like on a on economic scales is completely different so um, I think that a lot of times in a lot of conversations people forget about that there's there's social economics of, of racism and and things that happen on the higher end and on the low end and on both sides, I'm not going to lie. Um, so it's it's great time, I believe, for conversations and opening people's eyes to things that's going on um, makes it more difficult for me because I have an interracial family and getting my kids to understand um, that their white side's not really going to be looked at they are black at any given time they're out and about and so i don't care they're in lee summit predominantly um, white and things of that nature but they're always going to be considered black i got one that's real caramel one that's real light and one in the middle but however it goes Um, getting them to understand how to handle situations um, is very difficult, but this also makes it easier for them to see um, life at a different angle, you know, because a lot of times, especially with kids, especially when you're out in the suburbs or in not even in the suburbs, you could be urban, you get into your area. A lot of people get stuck in their area and they don't move outside of that because that's their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, but now everybody's being able to see the country. And the world, uh, especially with the COVID and now this, so um, it's 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 a very interesting time, especially in my household.
2: I bet, I bet. Um, talk a little bit more about how you're using that barbershop shop chair. That just seems so intriguing to me. Do you do? You, does it invite people to sit down and talk to you about issues that they yes. that have nothing to do with the food at hand, but makes them feel comfortable to ask you, hey, Brandon, what about this?
1: Yeah, it does. It, like, it, I never really, I didn't think about it. So when when my buddy brought it down, I was like, man, what are you doing, man? I'm, I'm like, it's a restaurant. He's like, I don't know, man, you got some seating over here. You got a lot of people waiting, you know, so here's another chair. I was like, all right. But then it just turned out to be, and that's one of those dumb luck things that I've always had throughout my, career in this there's always something that I don't really think about or see and then somebody else just does it because they have nothing else to do and I'm like ah that works
2: they see how to facilitate that connection with you
1: yeah and so and at the same time so I have some buddies that have like they haven't been going to their jobs because you know most of their stuff is remote now Um, so they come up here and hang out Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of is probably why the chair came because they've been here a lot, drinking beer and everything mm-hmm. else. And, and they know me, so they, they interact with everybody. So just kind of been a little bit of a party. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: But you've had conversations you wouldn't have thought you'd have because oh. of that chair being there.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, which is cool. I always invite any, any type of, Topic conversation, Um, as long as everybody's willing to, I mean, with any debate conversation, you have to be able to open your mind to whatever's being said, you know, Um, and so that's part of what's going on. I think a lot of people are being a little bit more open minded with things, but um, it's never it's and they're noticing that you can't just be it's my way or it's this is the way it's supposed to be because um uh, coming from another person's angle or point of view is you know you got to walk that mile
2: absolutely yeah. so is there anything about your personality that you think makes people feel safe to i mean this is This is tough stuff to talk about, obviously, with your kids, with your friends, with your customers that you don't even know where they're coming from. Is there something about the way that you um, approach this that you think is drawing people in?
1: No, I'm just me. I'm a 300 pound black dude who's got a smile on his face. And, like, you, 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 a lot of people know, either they even read and said, you know, read reviews, know that I'm a real nice guy. But the thing about it is um, because I'm well-versed, I, I think I am. Um, you have to, I always listen to somebody's point of view. I don't judge uh, because your point of view is your point of view. So I think a lot of people understand that, especially just by the conversation that we have. Um, and then Jack-Jack.
0: Um
1: they, they understand that. So, I, and honestly, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I'm a magnet for certain things. At least that's what my wife says. She's like, why, why, how, how do people want to tell you and talk to you about this and that? And they don't know you. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I say, cause I'm big and I'm scary. She's like, yeah, right. So, uh, and, and so that
2: grin and <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that I don't was
2: scary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, yeah. exactly
2: that's um, your game face when you play football, right?
1: <laughs> right, right, right. That that's yeah, that's a different ball game. Now, now it's you know, a lot older, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, jazzy bees come for the food, stay for the conversation.
1: Uh, yeah. Oh, it's. Yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> um, it's
0: been
2: so nice to talk with you and really appreciate your time and your personality and your honesty. Yes, thank you.
1: Not a problem. Not a problem. Um appreciate you guys having me. Giving me give me opportunity. Um, you know, people get to hear my voice and outside of just hearing me here, bark at my guys and whatever, but um Yeah.
2: Well, I have to give two plugs for you for people who want to maybe also explore other things you've done. You did a great interview with um, Kevin's Barbecue Joints out of California, and that was a very, very um, barbecue-centric, business-centric piece, and then also the folks at Smoke Sheet, who we've also done um, a podcast with um, Sean Ludwig, and um, unfortunately, we didn't have um, Ryan on at the time, but um, now, they are your big, big fans, and keep saying that Jazzy Bees is one of the most under-appreciated uh, barbecue restaurants out there. So,
1: those guys are awesome. Um, those guys, Kevin and Ryan, man. I, somebody ended up texting me after that last article came out, and he was like, "Hey, man, you must have some photos of them or something, because I don't know why they're telling you that." Uh, you're the most underrated. You you have to have some dirt on them. I'm like, nah, bro. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's not the barbecue. It's the conversation. He was like, whatever. But it's another it's another barbecue joint, man. And it's so I was, but we were just joking and whatnot. But um, so but those guys are great. Um, they always write great articles and well traveled. Um, Brian's doing a lot better. Um, glad that that's happened. You know, he he's fighting through his deal. Um, yeah. And then Kevin and I, we kept missing each other for, I don't know, I think maybe a month. Um, mm-hmm. He was having issues and, and whatnot, and we finally got together, and that was that was a great conversation too. So, um, yeah, those guys, yeah. Were, it was fun.
2: You're you're taking the barbecue world by
0: storm, so, uh,
2: and.
1: Uh, wow, well, I appreciate it. Lizzie, you need to get you out of here. What you do. I
0: know, I, and I need to know when the cranberry eggnog barbecue sauce comes <laughs> back, just because I gotta try something like that, I tell you. <laughs> It all sounds amazing, though. What's Thank up? you for coming on. I'm going to come sit in the barber chair.
1: There you go. That'll, that'll work. That'll work.
0: therapy. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Brandon.
2: You guys Take have you a care.
0: good one.